Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to another run coaching edition, a run coaching session with the Milestone Pursuit podcast. It is Wednesday, the 24th of March, and today we're going to get into some speed building a little bit on the session that we had a week or so ago. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Olympic trials, but the session is six sets of this. It's 90 seconds at your 5k pace, take 60 seconds standing rest, you're then going to take six, uh, run 60 seconds a bit quicker, perhaps as hard as you can. You're then going to take 90 seconds rest, and that's your set. And we're going to do six of those. So it's 60s and 90s, or 90s and 60s. 90 seconds 5K, 60 seconds rest, 60 seconds fast, 90 seconds rest. That sounds confusing, just go with me and my timings. But we'll get into that as we get into the session. But before then, just as we jog to warm up, little preamble. I wanted to talk about the Olympic marathon trials which are on this week, on Friday the 26th, 8am, Kew Gardens. There's a live stream on the British Athletics website. I think it's on BBC Sport as well. I think on the iPlayer and on the website. 8am, men and women starting at the same time, racing to get on the Olympic plane. And of course, we've got a bit of a vested interest in this with the athletes that we support, either competing or watching by, seeing what's going on. So these are it's Josh Griffiths, Natasha Cochran, Charlotte Purgy, all of whom we give a little bit of assistance to in a variety of ways, but mostly with a bit of investment to help them pursue their dreams as professional athletes and of course the Olympic dream is big and it's real so they're highly motivated around this goal and the race on Friday so just a little bit about the event and the nature of it it's taking place in Kew Gardens and it's going to be one short lap and then 12 3,333 metre laps that are dead flat couple of twists one sharp bend should be reasonably fast but the paths are narrow for quite a lot of the course So, but as we'll see there aren't that many runners so that shouldn't pose too many problems especially as the race gets strung out morning so around that course the requirement is in theory quite simple for the men they have to run 2 hours 11 minutes and 30 seconds or quicker obviously and come first or second 
in the race. If they do that, they're on the plane. And for the women, it's 2 hours, 29 and 30 seconds. And it's the same applies to the women. If you come first or second and run that time, then you're on the plane. Morning. So for the people racing, it's a pretty simple equation. Not quite so easy to do, of course. And let's start by talking about the women. And let's start by talking about the fact that there are four women who have already achieved the qualifying time. There are four women who have run under 2.29.30 in the qualifying period, and they are Charlotte, Jess Piasecki, who ran slightly quicker than Charlotte, both 2.25, Steph Twell, who has since decided to concentrate on the 10,000 metres, and Steph Davis, who's run 2.27 in the qualifying period. So, those four have already got the time, but only one of them is running. And that doesn't mean that they won't get selected, it just means it's a little bit out of their hands. Charlotte and Jess in particular, Steph has decided to concentrate on the 10,000 metres. And there are three spots available for selection. So, anybody who runs under 2.29.30 and comes first or second, whether that's Steph Davis or anybody else, they'll be on the plane. In fact, if Steph Davis doesn't run 2.29.30 but comes first or second, she'll be on the plane as well. And then that will lead up to two spots. And that's up to two spots that they can select on a discretionary basis for people who didn't run the trial but have the qualifying time. So if you're Steph Davis, it's pretty clear. Come first or second, and then you're in. For everybody else, it is come first or second and run the time. So it'll be very interesting to see who's in what shape and who's capable of running 2.29.30. Now just before we move on and talk about the others, just a word on Charlotte who's not running and she's not running because she's not race ready and because she's already got the time she doesn't need to sweat that ideally she'd have run and run come first or second but she's gambling effectively I mean she's not race ready so it wouldn't make any difference but she's effectively gambling by seeing what anyone else can do and if one person also runs the time and goes under Oh, sorry, guys, first or second, or well, two people do it, sorry. There's one spot available. If three people do it, then they don't have to give it to the person who comes third. But we'll see. So anyway, the other interest we have in the race is Natasha, who ran a fantastic London Marathon in October, going into the race not in the best shape due to a ankle injury which she's since shaken off she won that race and has a PB of just over 2.30 and if you believe as I do that people get stronger from one marathon block to the next and if you believe as I do 
but people's best marathons are never their first or their first few there's usually more to come later then I think it looks good for her I think she's she's strong she's tough good racing mentality she could do it she could get under 229.30 let's see good luck run well then outside of Natasha and our interest we've got Lily Partridge who's run the time before and he's in good shape ran a 32 minute 10k not so long ago so she's definitely a contender and Sarah Inglis who ran 229.40 something 41 I think it was in December so she's capable definitely capable a lot of it will depend how well she's recovered from that and how well she's been able to get back into her training that's a really short turnaround from December to March as we're going to come on to a bit later in this little preamble so she's definitely a feature as well and then there's a bunch of debutants which is always interesting you never quite know what you're going to get from debutants other than the first marathon is unlikely to be your best it's rarely your best but you just don't know and of the debutants the one I think is most interesting is Charlotte Arter who has pedigree at international level in the 10,000 metres and also in the half marathon she could spring a surprise and then the last one I really want to pick out is Tish Tish Jones and she has run 231 dead to qualify for the 2019 World Championships and she was selected to run in Doha uh, but had to pull out the day before due to an unmanageable injury which is really tough the one thing about her that I can attest to is that she's tough as nails works really hard at what she does really cares about it really puts it in that's not to say no one else does of course so it'll be really interesting to see how she gets on well, it sounds like I'm running in an airport actually not I'm just jogging around the forest so it'll be interesting to see how she does and then the other thing is you go into these races and everyone makes their predictions and looks at form and thinks about who might do what is that the marathon is a cruel beast as we know and it does all sorts of things to us that we might not expect and in our training when we're pushing so hard to our limits things crop up little injuries little niggles and especially if the pressure is high or the stakes are high the prize is a brilliant prize the temptation for the athletes will be to push through when perhaps 
another time they might not. And even though people present form now, you can bet that there's people carrying things to the start line that they're not talking about that can impact upon their performance. So from that perspective, it'll be the person who is the healthiest and the fastest who'll do well. So moving on to the men. The men, as I say, they've got to run to 11.30. There is a slight complication with the men, which paints a slightly different picture than the women, which is that the British Athletics and have the opportunity to pre-select people who they know will deliver and Callum Hawkins is that fourth in the World Championships in Doha proven championship runner fast as well he's on the plane he's pre-selected so he's not running which means there are only two spots available now of the rest of the field Oh, and the thing I forgot to say about the women's field is that the field itself is around 15, 15 women, and the men is the same. The point becomes pertinent a bit later. But back to the men. The interesting thing here is in the field, there is only one runner who has run the qualifying standard already, and he ran that in London in the autumn, and that's Ben Connor. Johnny Nuller is the other runner who has run the qualifying standard but he's not running due to injury and not being race ready so just like Charlotte he's gambling a little bit so then again the equation becomes really simple for everyone in the race if you run under 2.11.30 and you come first or second then you're in if you're Ben Connor and you come first or second anyway you're in and then there's one spot left. So it's all up for grabs. We have an interest, of course, which is Josh, Josh Griffiths, who we've been working with since 2017, since he burst onto the marathon scene with his debut marathon and victory in the London Marathon, the British Championships part of the London Marathon in 2014. And this is his eighth marathon since then unbelievably consistent as Josh no injuries to speak of works hard and has steadily improved in the last four years championship runner he's run world championships and commonwealth games he knows what racing is about even though he's still young but he's smart switched on and knows himself well. And he ran 2.13.11 in London in the Covid Secure race in difficult conditions. So, and we know he's progressed since then, so it's not, it's not beyond him at all. So he could be the man. Let's see. But the other contenders, in my mind, are Mo Arden, who's never run a marathon, but is quick over half. 62 minute half marathon inside him. 
211 doesn't seem out of question for him so that'd be interesting Dowie Griffiths who's got a 209 in his legs but back in 2017 at the Frankfurt Marathon and since then he has he has struggled with injury but he's returned to form and ran a 28.45 10k about a month or so ago I guess it was so he could be very much in the mix you've got Ben Connor I spoke of already we've got the time already and you have Chris Thompson who's run the time before 2.11.19 but that was in 2014 but he did run 2.13 20 something in London so again moving back into the right direction don't rule it out don't rule it out and then two others that strike me as really interesting are Tom Evans the well-renowned ultra runner fantastic athlete who's also got a sub 14 minute 5k so he's also got speed he is entering this arena for the first time so that'll be fascinating and normally with debut marathoners it's their ability to push hard as the race unfolds that becomes a problem for them but he won't have that problem because he's already used to that so this is going to be a really interesting one to watch and if you look at the performances of Gerda Stein the South African female ultra runner who went on the same journey from Comrades to Marathon and she's smashing out fast times in the marathon and competing in the international races really well you would think he's a contender his half marathon 5k time suggests he's in and around the right spot for 2.11.30 so let's see watch that one with interest and then the other one that I think is interesting is Frank Baddick another another debutant who has got a 64 minute half and a 14 minute 5k can't be ruled out so again we'll see what happens it's going to be fascinating and it's not just the physiology and the physical side of it that's going to be fascinating it's the mental side of it as well those laps but also now how hard it's been for them all these athletes all the way through lockdown with very little racing very little chance to put themselves to the test and in lots of cases limited access to facilities that they're accustomed to whether that's tracks to train on or therapists to see to work on their body it's been really hard for them so we'll see who's coped best with all of that and it could well be interesting so it'll be fascinating and potentially very exciting racing now the other thing I was going to talk about in the context of this race 
is a tinge of disappointment about it. I've spoken about it before and it relates to Ewan. So Coach Ewan who ran 219.17 around a racetrack in Sussex at Goodwood in December on a windy day, totally alone, basically a marathon time trial. and missed the notional cutoff for qualification for the trials race by 17 seconds. So didn't get automatically selected. But he was told at the time that he was number two on the reserve list. And that as and when people dropped out, which is largely inevitable, he would move up the reserve list and onto the start list. And it seemed reasonable to us that out of a supposed field of 30 people, which is what they were touting back then, that at least two people would suffer with injury or illness. And so it has transpired to the point where there were only 15 people running. And Ewan was only told last week that in fact there would be no reserve list that there would be no place for him. And we sort of knew that anyway, we knew it was coming. And we've been rethinking. But, he had been training as if he was gonna race in the Olympic trials. He'd been coming back off a marathon in December. He pushed himself to get himself into shape, worked on his motivation, got himself up and then started to slowly let himself down. And then the final knife arrived in the, in the back last week with an email to say there would be no use of the reserve list. And there's probably really good reason for it. It's probably related to not wanting to clog up the lapped course with runners who are getting lapped. And where do you have a cutoff? You have to have a cutoff somewhere. But the communication has been dreadful and challenging for us to, to deal with really and know what to do. But believing that we should control controllables, we've got on with it anyway. And Ewan is still getting himself into shape for another race. And of course, if we park our own personal disappointment for a minute, there is actually a much bigger issue at play here, which is about aspiration. And this is something I've talked about before and it's why we invest in the elite marathoners that we do. Because the simple belief is that everybody is looking up at the person at the next level. The sport itself is set up for that because you can only see the people in front of you when you're racing. So you're always thinking about who's in front, who's faster. And aspiration is a fantastic thing to promote exercise as a purpose for well-being. Because the way I see it is that you, know, you and or Josh, let's start with Josh. He, he is inspired by running in the Olympics. Ewan is inspired by competing with Josh. 
Joe Dale, who many of you will know, and a group of guys who we train, who will train together. They're inspired by training and competing with Ewan. That's Joe, John Payne, Sam Priestley, Gareth Evans, Carl, Selya Hammer, Sam Duggan, all good guys who aspire to be the same and better than the people above them. And then people join that group, aspiring to be part of that group. Who might be, I don't know, a three hour runner trying to get down to 245. And they don't mind being at the back because they're aspiring to catch up. That's Alan Smith, I've got you in mind there. And plenty of others who've joined in recent weeks. So you have that. And then of course if someone's, if you see another human who's a bit like you, performing at a level, you think, well, I can do that. And it goes on all the way down. And I say all the way down, just based on rankings of times rather than anything else. But there is a beginner runner who inspires someone who's never run before to begin running. I think it's so important in an age where we face a huge amount of mental and physical health challenges in our society. Never more so than we do coming out of this pandemic. And I really accept and I realise that it's not British Athletics' responsibility to inspire beginners and that Park Run does a fine job at doing that sort of thing, catch the 5k, even our little early milestones programme does that. But it's got a role to play, hasn't it? And I firmly believe that if you cut off aspiration at the top, it cuts off aspiration further down the chain. Now Ewan becomes disillusioned, doesn't train as hard or as well. The other guys aren't as inspired. They back off too. And so it goes down. And ultimately it is a question of why bother if the opportunities aren't available to progress, then why bother? I mean obviously the other thing in this is that tough circumstances and of course it's hard with Covid and all the restrictions and everything that we need to manage so I completely get that I just hope that in the future we can create a trials event that is aspirational in its nature still highly competitive at the sharp end and gives us all something to think about as we go through our weeks of training So that's the rant over. I think it's brilliant that the event is on. I think it's going to be fantastically interesting. Potentially very exciting. And good for the sport of marathon running. I just hope that next time it can be even better. Right, on that note, let's do some training, shall we? Enough rambling. So warm-up today, slightly longer sessions, we're going to do six stride warm-up, which are and exercises on the way back. So six strides, so 50, 80 metres, look to cover the ground, all run at the same time as me, then when I stop, stop, and then we're going to turn around and go back the other way, back to where we came from, doing some 
little warm-up exercises and drills. Okay, let's take number one away. Remember, we now want to progress the pace through number one through to number six. A little bit quicker each time. And by the last one, getting out of breath. Okay, and let's hold it there. Okay, turn and go back the other way. I'm going to walk up on my tiptoes, stretch out my ankles, my calves, my toes, feet, Achilles. And then I'm going to rock back and walk on my heels with a straight leg, curling my toes up towards my knees. And then I'm going to do this back onto my tiptoes. And rocking back on my heels, toe, curling my toes up towards my knees. Nice straight leg. Okay, one more time each. So back onto your toes. And rock back onto your heels, last one. Good, and we'll just walk out for the rest. Back to where we started. Okay, when we're ready, let's take number two stride away. Let's go. Pick those heels up. And hold it there, well done. And on the way back this time, I'm just going to go into some walking lunges. A nice big stride. Let's drop that rear knee down towards the ground. Hips and knees facing forwards. Stretch out the calves, sorry, the quads, glutes, hamstrings, inner thigh. Let's just get everything just a bit lively. Five or six on each leg. I've done two. That's three. That's five. One more each side. Beautiful. Right, we're going to go into some hamstring swings. Standing on one leg, swing the other leg back and forwards two or three times when we're ready. Let's take it away two or three times. Just to the point at which you can feel the stretch no more. And switch sides. Do the same on the other side. And then switch back to the first side. Take a couple of paces in between. Switch back to the first side. And then back to the second side again. Okay, and then we're going to go into some internal hip rotations. This is where we're going to stand on one leg. Stand on my left leg. I'm going to raise my right knee, but it's going to go out to 9 o'clock on the clock face. Back round to 12 and down and same on the other side but this time out to nine o'clock did I say nine o'clock before I meant three o'clock if I did and back round so three o'clock on the right obviously nine o'clock on the left round we go all looking good
and just one more good okay on we go into our next ride 50-80 metres off we go pick the hills up remember those three H's that we spoke about last week in the head okay good on the way back this time we're going to go into dynamic exercises now and we'll start with our playground skipping our old favourite tucking the knee up into the chest you ready knee to chest good and jog Okay. And number four, take it away. Off we go. Good. Well done. I'll hold it there and we will do some more playground skipping on the way back exactly the same this time try and get a little bit higher off the ground with your skips when you're ready off you go nice and high in the skips good and jog Okay, doing well. Number five now. Let's go, let's start picking the pace up. A little bit out of breath towards the end of the rep and end of this stride now. Let's get the blood flowing. And hold it there. Whew. Yeah, let's get moving now. And we're going to go into high knees on the way back this time can you get that blood pumping even more so get those knees up so the thighs are parallel to the ground when you're ready off you go high knees get those knees up 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 and jog good it there and I'm going to turn and go into our last one 50 80 meters come on let's put it in now okay hold it there nice and last one on the way back back into those high knees nice high knees this time perhaps a little bit quicker get the feet up and down a little bit faster when you're ready off you go up and down up and down up and down nice and fast good hand jog 
Okay, time to get yourself sorted, time to get yourself ready. 30 seconds or so, then we're going to go. No mucking about. So a reminder, whilst you're fixing your hair and tightening your shorts and knotting your laces, we are doing 90 seconds, 5k pace or effort level, 60 seconds rest. We're going to do another 60 seconds hard, pretty much as fast as you can, but that's as fast as you can stay for, for that 60 seconds, it's not a sprint. And then 90 seconds rest, and that's a set, so we're going to do six of those. Hard work today. Endorphin releasing. Okay, are we good? Are we ready? Okay, 90 seconds. Just go on my timings. I'll let you know where we are. Let you know how we're doing. When we're ready, we're going to go in five, three, two, one. Go, 90 seconds, 5k pace or effort level. This is where you know you're working hard. Very nice. That's 70 seconds, well done. There we go. 90 seconds, good work, 60 seconds rest, let's get through this first set and then we'll have a little chat, first rep, first set, always hard, always feels more challenging, you wonder how you're going to get through six, but you've done it before and you will do it again, I'm just walking in my rest, you can do the same or you can rest completely See the idea behind the the intervals behind the rest is to allow the fatigue to settle to allow the heart rate to settle allow the respiratory rate to settle before we go again okay we're going 60 seconds hard now in three two one let's go 60 seconds let's do it morning morning everyone's out running today 
Right, that's 30 seconds. Last 15, keep working, come on. Well done. Hold it there, that's 60 seconds. Oh, good work. So now, 90 seconds rest. At the end of the first set. Breathe in. Before we go 90 seconds more effort so last time we talked about heels hips and head and those things still apply today and we'll probably talk about those in a bit but also let's think about a posture from our shoulders and lots of us have been sitting at desks doing a lot of work in recent months and even through the course of this day it's very easy for us to build up tension in those shoulders hunched over a phone hunched over a laptop or a keyboard in a slightly uncomfortable position morning and that tension in the shoulders rises those shoulders up and creates tension throughout your back, upper back, lower back, down into your core, into your glutes, making it much harder for you. So we're going to release that tension, get your shoulders away from your ears. I've been talking too long, we're ready to go. We're going again in five, three, two, one. Let's go, 90 seconds at 5k pace or effort level. down for me, a little undulating, so it's all on effort. And I'm thinking about those shoulders, and getting the shoulders away from the ears. Try and relax them. Relax the shoulders. Really focus on that now. Very friendly today. Good. 75 seconds done. And there we go. Hold it there. 60 seconds rest. Good work. So how, how's that tension in your shoulders? 
let's let it go now relax them right down relax the hands and the arms and through this next rep think about that think about where your arms are think about where your hands are think about how tense you are in your hands perhaps you feel like you're clutching something perhaps you are clutching something it's relax that hold relax the grip release the tension okay we're going in 15 seconds Okay, five, three, two, one, go. 60 seconds, as hard as you can for the 60. Just concentrate on this one minute with those relaxed shoulders, relaxed arms, and relaxed hands. Come on, keep working now. Past 30 seconds, doing well, come on. Nearly there. And hold it there, well done. Good. Good. 90 seconds rest. Two sets done. Beautiful. How do the shoulders and arms feel that time? How are those hands? Okay, through this next rep, I'm going to ask you to think about exactly the same. So you're going to keep those shoulders away from your ears. You're going to relax those arms, relax the hands, open the palms a little bit, or open them completely. Relax the fingers. But we're also going to drive backwards with our arms. So what happens going backwards with our arms defines what's going forward. Newton's third law, that every force is met with an equal and opposing force so everything that goes backwards if my arm goes backwards it drives my legs forwards and if you ever try that in a standing position try it now if you want point your elbow at 90 degrees and thrust it backwards and see what happens to your leg on the other side morning so we're going to focus on that backwards arm drive this next 90 seconds and we're going again in five three two, one, go. 90 seconds at 5k pace with a real focus now on relaxing the shoulders, relaxing the arms and the hands but driving those elbows back. Swinging like a pendulum.
Good, relax the shoulders. Just throw those arms back now, come on. That's one minute. Past a minute. Nearly there. And hold it there, well done. 60 seconds rest. Just crossing the road, perfectly timed. We're passing the Epping New Road. Okay, how was that arm movement? Relax the shoulders, drive the arms back. There we go, and you're getting 20 seconds. Okay, we're ready to go in five, three, Two, one, let's go. 60 seconds, let's put it in now. Straight through a puddle. Relax the shoulders, drive the arms back. Thirty seconds, well done. And hold it there. Good work. Halfway. And the second half's going to fly by. Especially if we're concentrating on the shoulders. Relaxing the hands. Driving the arms back. Ninety seconds rest. Just got a minute of it left now though. Good. How are we feeling? Really focus on this technique now, especially towards the end of the rep when you're starting to get tired. You might be able to spot the difference when you're running efficiently. It may be just a little bit less effort. Or you just run a bit faster, or both.
Okay, we've got 15 seconds. And then we're going again for set number four, starting with 90 seconds at a 5k pace or effort level. We are going in five, three, two, one. Let's go. Relax the shoulders, drive the arms back. Good, keep working. Relax the shoulders now. Drive the arms back. That was 15 seconds or so. And hold it there, well done. 60 seconds rest. Good work. All right, we're gonna go again. For another 60 second rep. Doing well, we can do this. Got 20 more seconds and we're gonna go again. Okay, we are going in five, three, two, one, Let's go, 60 seconds, all out. What we can manage for 60 seconds anyway. So we're gonna throw those arms back. And as we do that, our chest pushes forwards. So let's push our chest forwards as well as we run. Elbows back, shoulders relaxed, elbows back, chest forward. Fifteen seconds. And hold it there, well done. Whew. Ninety seconds rest. Good work. 
Now pushing that chest forwards as you throw your elbows back. Helps create length through your spine and helps pick you up at the hips as well. And then your knees start to come through because they've got some room to cycle underneath your hips. And your feet spend less time on the ground and more time in the air where there's less friction. All good by the road again. I'm across this in a minute. This is going to be right in the middle of this rep, so this is going to be tricky. This looks like it's busier clock on this road. Uh, yeah, 90 seconds left. So I lost track of where we were then for a minute. We nearly had another 60 seconds hard. Easily done. Right, we're going in five seconds for a 90 second rep. Going in three, two, one. Let's go. 90 seconds. 5k pace at effort level. Keep those principles in mind. Relax the shoulders. Relax the hands. Throw the elbows back. Push your chest forwards. Oh, it's busy. Keep going. Keep going. I'm going. Going now. Chest forwards. Hips high. Running nicely now. That's a minute, well done. Relax the shoulders. Ten more seconds. And hold it there. Good work. Take your rest, 60 seconds of rest. And then we go again. Good. We're in rep set number five, doing well. How, how's that feeling? Aside from being tired in the fifth rep, in the fifth set, how's the shoulders now? How's, how the hands? How the elbows? How's the chest? How's the hips? How's the knees? How's the feet? So much to think about. Okay, we're going again in 15 seconds. Five, three, two, one, go. This is 60 seconds, off we go. All those principles 
put them into practice. Relax those shoulders. Relax the hands. Throw the elbows back. The chest forwards. Morning. Pass the horse. It's 30 seconds. Last 10. And hold it there. Well done. Five sets done. One to go. 90 seconds rest. If I'm a bit cat and mouse with another runner, they go past me in the rests, and I'll go past them in the, in the reps. Always a fun game to play. But tortoise and hare, cat and mouse, everyone doing their own thing, all good. Been interesting reading lots of stories recently about how, uh, this is in relation to the female harassment issue, and the number of times that people report about runners. You overtake someone and then they start to speed up and all that sort of stuff. And I can totally get it. I mean, I get it. It happens to me. And then for a woman, it's definitely going to happen because men don't like being beaten by a woman or overtaken by a woman, even if they're doing a recovery run and the woman's doing a session or whatever it might be. Or the woman's an international athlete and the man's a jogger. They don't take kindly to it crazy ego we've all been there now haven't we no we haven't no we haven't let everyone do their thing right we're going again we are going again in five seconds our last set three two one go 90 seconds Come on then, let's really focus on that relaxed shoulder, relaxed shoulders. Relaxed arms. Twenty seconds. Throw the elbows back. Push that chest forward for the last ten. 
and hold it there. Good work. 60 seconds. And what I meant before about we've all been there is we've all had the experience of a bit of competition when we're running out and about. And I've always thought it's daft. And entirely driven by ego. Sometimes I guess some people might go, oh, there's someone faster, I'll latch onto them, see if I can get a bit fitter and quicker. But the reality is you've got no idea what that person's doing. You don't know whether they've been running for 20 miles. You don't know if they've, they're coming back from injury. You don't know if they're doing an interval session. It's just a totally pointless benchmark. Okay, last rep of the day, 60 seconds, let's give it everything we've got, in 3, 2, 1, let's go, 60 seconds. Okay, last 30 seconds or so. Let's put it in now. Remember all those principles. Last 15. And hold it there. Well done. Well done. Whew. Good session. Whew. Good workout. Okay. I'm going to find a nice tree to stretch against. When you're ready, find yourself something similar, a tree, a bench, a wall, a lamppost, your front door. Whatever you can find that can bear your weight as you're going to lean into it. Oh, take a breather. Breathe it in. Enjoy that air. Okay, let's get into our stretches then. So we're going to do an ice calf stretch, pushing into the tree, back leg is straight, straight between the ankle, the knee, the hips and the shoulders pushing into the tree and we are going to stretch the top of the calf as we're doing that. And then we're going to switch legs, do the same on the other side.
And then we're going to come up into a quad stretch. We're going to pick up our knees behind us. Sorry, we're going to pick up our heels behind us. Picking up our knees behind us would be quite impressive. Keep our knees together, hips going forwards. Good. And same on the other side, so heel to bum. Knees together, hips forwards. Good, and then into hamstrings. One foot in front of the other, the front leg is straight. And then we're just gonna gently bend down in front of the front knee. Bend at the waist, keeping that knee straight. Feel the stretch in the back of the thigh down towards the knee. And switch, do the same on the other side. Good, and then we're gonna go into a glute stretch, so ankle over your knee, into a standing pigeon, down into a squat, as low as you can go, feel the stretch in the back of the thigh, back of the, from the glutes into the buttocks. And switch, do the other side. Good, and then we're going into a hip stretch. So a lunge, like a kneeling, uh, kneeling position like a lunge, kneeling, kneeling on the ground. And you're pushing your body weight forwards so that your knee goes over the tops of your toes on the standing leg. And feel the pinch in the hips. And we'll do the same on the other side. Good. Good, good, and on we go. It's the end of the session, well done, thank you very much. Thanks for joining me as ever. Hope you got something out of it. Hope endorphins got released and you had a bit of fun. And I will look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Take care. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.